Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to another episode of, oh, that's right. It's just me this time. It'd be like that. Hey, yeah. So it's just Brian here this week and we're just doing, I'm just, you know, doing a solo episode because Patrick, he's out doing a fantasy football draft this weekend. And so that's left left me to my own, you know, devices as it would be. So this episode, not a whole lot really going to go on here. I just want to talk about some of the big things that happened at GamesCon over the last couple of days, I know a, a solo thing, I'm talking about video games, but it's the way that it kind of goes when it's just with me, and I couldn't really think of a whole lot to talk about. There's actually a lot of really cool stuff that got announced, and a lot of stuff that they followed up with that I want to talk about. I want to talk about some of the things that I have saw that looked pretty interesting, pretty cool, and things I'm looking forward to, some of the stuff that's coming out this year, some of the stuff that's going to be coming out next year, and then just kind of go through a rundown of some of the bigger announcements that they did uh, for the whole thing. But, uh, if you didn't know, I mean, it probably would have been a solo episode as it were, because, uh, you know, unfortunately <laughs> shortly after we recorded our episode, uh, maybe about five days later, Patrick actually caught COVID again and uh, he caught it from my cousin who had COVID. And, uh, so, you know, uh, to be, you know, safe, I know if it, we would have done it live, it would have been a weird zoom thing, that we would have done. So we might've even just done the episode just as like this. Uh, and, uh, because you know, my wife's still a little bit paranoid, not as much anymore because she works in an environment that, you know, she's constantly seeing people. So there's probably been plenty of people coming through with COVID that she's had to deal with and surprising that she hasn't gotten it again and that I haven't gotten it again. So, you know, it happens to everybody. But uh, the funny thing is, is that crystal was unable to catch COVID this time. I know she noped the fuck out of there and went and stayed in a hotel for a couple days until everything was fine. And I wonder if that's what would have happened here if one of us actually caught it. Or would I just be, you know, relocated to upstairs or would she? I don't know. It would have probably been the end to some of my stuff uh, that I normally do during the week up here in the bedroom uh, that we record in. I mean, my recording studio that we have here. Um, so it would have been interesting to see what would have gone on, you know, or what would happen if one of us catches it again, uh, well, not so much me. I know it would probably happen. I probably would end up staying up here the entire time, or she would have kicked me somewhere. I, I really don't know. Or she would have gone to her sister's, one of the two. But, hey, you know what? This is the world we live in now, and eventually, you know, it, it's... I don't want to get too much into it, but, you know, now we know a lot more of what's going on with the whole thing. 
So, you know, it's becoming now just a part of our daily lives where in the beginning it really was something that nobody knew about and it just suddenly appeared out of nowhere and it started taking a ton of people out and we had an abundance, quote unquote, abundance of caution. And so they did all these things to kind of slow everything, shut everything down. And it really has affected a lot of the things in the world from the gaming industry to the food industry to, you know, just everybody's daily lives that was crazy that we just did because this of this stuff happening rather than it just being, you know, business is normal. Let's just deal with it as we go. And everybody's different in the way that it does it. But now that you do, you know, you have a lot more stuff available out there. You know, there's medication now that's available. So when somebody does get it, you can lessen the blow and they'll prescribe it to you. Uh, you know, the vaccinations are out there, you know, depending on your thoughts on them. But it really does help people that, that, you know, have had it. You still can catch it. It's just like a goddamn flu vaccine, okay? In, in my opinion, every year people get them, you know, and some people aren't going to get it and some people are going to get it. And that's just the way that it's going to be. And some people are going to be affected by the flu in one way and some people aren't. And that's, you know, kind of was the thought even back then. Oh, it's just like the flu. But it was at that point in time, it was killing quite a bit of people and putting people into the hospital for a really long fucking time to the point that, you know, I know somebody that got it that she was basically using uh, a breathing machine for a while because she could not breathe, you know, and that was way back when it first started. And it was horrible. And we also think that, you know, personally, that Kat actually had it. My wife actually had it at one point. Uh, right before it started growing big because it was the sickest that she's ever been and it was really harsh for her and at that point when she was that sick you know I stayed the fuck away from her and I stayed downstairs was sleeping downstairs every day helped her out when I could you know and uh, you know we think that it, during the time when supposedly it came over here that's possibly when she got it so it's it's just nowadays I think it's just one of those things because we know a lot more about it that we're going to have to do it because we realize you can't shut everything down and it's not a black or white thing. I don't think it's a controlling thing. That's just my opinion. You know, whatever people want to believe, you believe it, whatever, but everybody should be working together to help each other anyway, in my opinion. So, Hey, here we are, but, uh, we're not here to talk about COVID and COVID conspiracies. We're here to talk about everything gamescom for this episode. Uh, the first thing I do want to remind everybody, speaking of Patrick and his, uh, draft, the it be like that pick'em season eight is uh, going on, and you know the link is directly in the the show notes. You know, you just go to football.fantasysports.yahoo.com/pick'em, search for the group ID one zero seven zero two, use the password all, all caps IBLT, and then twenty twenty two with an exclamation mark at the end, and you can join the league. I just don't want to leave it open for what it is. You know, you have a chance to win something. We'll give you a prize. We, you know. It's been really terrible because the people that have won the things never contact us or never want anything looking at you, Ben. Uh, and, and so it's like, let us actually give you something and we'll give you a prize for whatever it is if you win the whole league. you know. And we'll start the next episode. The first game will have gone on. I believe the first game is a Thursday night game. And then you know we'll do our picks like we normally do our picks. 
every week after that. So the next episode, get ready to hear a lot about football. And every episode, we'll be doing football, and we do our little miniature game uh, football pick stuff, which actually is nice because Patrick's been handling that. He's been recording it, and then he's been sending it over, and he's been doing it. So I appreciate that because it allows me to focus on some other stuff that I need to do around the place rather than thinking about other episodes going on there. So make sure that you join it. Next episode, we will talk about the first week of football because it starts in two weeks. It's weird that they get a week off and then it starts, but that's the way that these things go. And it actually helps for our podcast because then we get to start on week one directly from the podcast. And then every other week, you know, you will get our picks for what the week is coming up. Um, and I know Patrick always gets butthurt about the, maybe butthurt is not the right word, but he always gets a little miffed about the way that I do it, that it's not just straight picks because he would beat me in straight picks, but the confidence points thing. Yeah, I get that, but we have to make it somewhat challenging more than just straight picks, right? Because there's been times where he has won the week and he's won the week on points and it's, you know, I lose it because I put my points into a different game. But once it is a, a thing when you get ahead enough and you can just, you know, you don't have to be like selecting games to try to make ground and like, I wouldn't put 16 in this normally, but I'm going to do it this week because if I do get that one right and it's not the surefire one, then, you know, I'm going to be screwed. Uh, it's sometimes you have to make those, those jumps and you can, I think you can really do it in the first like four weeks of the whole thing. And, and then you can play it safe afterwards. Uh, once, you know, once you get ahead, you can do that, but it's, that's part of the strategy as well. And there's a lot of times too, where we both think the same thing. And because, you know, I made one thing cause I was like, oh, I'm not sure. And I lose it, but I'm not sure. And I don't put a lot of points into it, you know? Uh, this could go either way. And I put two points into it. I put even five points into it. Those type of games, you know, it's, it's one of those things. It's like having like a lock of the week. If we did that and went that far, like, Hey, this is your lock of the week. This is the one that if you, if you get it, then you, you, you know, I'm not going to go this far, but if you get it, then you get to keep all your points for the week. And if you lose it, then you basically lose every single point that you got for the week. And we're going to mark it zero. You know, we could do something like that, but I think that that's a little way too rough for everybody that's going to be doing it. So, uh, but I think that it's still, it's a fun time. I really enjoy doing the football picks to me personally, a lot more than fantasy football, because I don't want to micromanage everything that's going on. And I don't want to constantly set my lineups and do all that type of stuff. So, Hey, here we are. But, um, yeah, other than that, everything's been pretty chill over here for the most part, you know, um, we actually won a game of Warzone today, which was really, really great. And I got to get the last kill. I have to figure out how to get all my little, uh, supposedly the, my video card on this computer saves all my clips or, or saves the, all the like deaths and stuff from every time I play the game. And so I've saved them to a gallery. So we're going to see what happens and what it looks like, but I have to find the goddamn gallery on the computer. So we'll figure out where all that shit is. Uh, but it's also trying to throw it up on like YouTube or some shit like that. So I don't know if it's trying to do that or if it's saved it locally. I'd love to see if I could save it locally and I could actually see some of the stuff that I've done. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been good overall, you know, work has just been what it is. It's been busy. Um, and we had like a mock audit this week and that was just not very fun, but it turned out to be a lot more paperwork than everything else that it needed to be. So, Let's talk about Gamescom. So for those that don't know what Gamescom is, it's basically a, uh, you know, this happens, I believe, in Germany. 
uh, where they do this. It's this used to be E three week, and now it's it's not really kind of doing that. And you know, it's not really E three really isn't around as much anymore. Um, and I think they were going to do something, but it's going to be like uh, E3 is really going to be something that's like virtual or come back next year. But this happens and this is an in-person event that's happening in Cologne, Germany. And so there's a lot of stuff that was announced and there were some you know things they had come through. Uh, and a lot of people put their impressions out of everything that's going on there. And so some of the big games that they were talking about there, of course, one of the biggest ones that... I'm super interested in, and I actually got to see some gameplay footage from it is the Callisto protocol. Now, if you don't know, it's a bunch of devs from the original dead space have come together and they formed a studio. And, and one of the original producers of dead space who, if you've never seen, there's a really cool video that's out there that you can watch. Uh, that's like the making of, and he explains how they made the, like how hard it was to actually make the, the tentacle thing. I forgot what that, that uh, thing is called but that grabs Isaac and a couple of the scenes like to actually make it do what it did was really intense. And they actually had to create some new types of animation that they weren't sure. Cause they're going to have to animate different parts of it. And then it'd have to properly grab the player. And then the player would still have to be able to interact to do what they wanted to do. And they didn't think they could do it. And they found a way it's a really cool little documentary. It's available on YouTube. You can check that out. Uh, especially if you like dead space, right? But the, the gameplay here that, that I got to see doesn't look so much like like Dead Space, right? It, it's like Dead Space, but it's not like Dead Space. In terms of like the way that the, the weapons work, uh, the cool thing that I thought was the, the weapon had like a grab, almost like the gravity gun from Half-Life 2, if you've ever played that before, to where it grabbed the guy and then he was able to like throw the guy across the room and throw him into these like rotating spikes, which was really cool. And then they had another one that you could stealth on people. So if you chose to stealth, you could stealth the whole thing. And then he just like whacks at the guy and starts stabbing it in the head and uh, takes this like machete thing and slices down through it. Really fucking cool. It's really gory too, right? For what you see. And the coolest thing was that he had one enemy that he was fighting and then he grabbed the enemy, used the enemy that he grabbed as a shield as he's holding him in the air and then threw him away. And then the other guy attacked uh, and he cut off the arm and he cut off the head. And then all of a sudden the thing like grew like tentacles out of its chest. And after it had the tentacles out of its chest, then it ripped open its, its chest and revealed like two more heads and mutated into a whole new creature all in the middle of fighting the, the main character that's in it. That is really fucking cool, and it's definitely worth a watch if you want to go check it out. There's a ton of these videos available on YouTube, all from Gamescon. You can check out the whole thing that's there. I'm definitely looking forward to this game. This is probably the game of the year besides, you know, God of War Ragnarok. And it's funny because I listen to, you know, and, and watch on Twitch another channel that I really do enjoy a ton. And I actually enjoy their board game stuff a lot more than I enjoy the video game stuff that they do. Uh, even though it's fun watching someone play Dead by Daylight and it's fun watching them like, try out a couple of things, especially when Madden comes out, which just came out. Um, and uh, because they, they point out everything that's wrong with the current generations of Madden, but I'm not getting into that with that whole thing. So, but, you know, the one thing that they were, well, one of them is really looking forward to this game. And it was like their game of the year. And they said, you know, 
with God of War, like God of War, you know it's going to be solid because the studio is absolutely solid, right? You know that you're going to get a good story. They have great voice actors because it's the same voice actors from the first one. And the gameplay is going to be really solid if it's more of the first of this new set of, you know, uh, new God of War trilogy or whatever they're doing for this this season that you know that it's going to be a safe good game like you're going to have fun now it could be total crap but for the most part you can't be like super you mean you can be super excited for it but you kind of know what you're going to get the callisto protocol on the other hand is something that you don't know what you're going to get right and i, I believe that's true because you're just looking at gameplay footage from an untested studio something brand new originally was going to be part of the PUBG universe which they thankfully dropped it's going to be its own fucking thing and now you're getting into this game where, you know, you have feelings of another game that they used to do, but you don't know anything about it. It has the potential to be a great survival horror game, or it has the potential to be an absolute piece of garbage. You just don't know. And you don't know the studio's track record. You know the the, the crew's track record, right? At least with Dead Space 1, Dead Space 2, Dead Space 3, eh, it's okay. You know, if you want to, you can go to the Terrible Terror podcast channel and you can watch Patrick and I's playthrough of Dead Space 3, which was a lot of fun, but I still don't like it as much as I like the first two. And my hope is that it's as good as the second one, right? If it's as good as Dead Space, that's going to be one thing. But if it's as good as Dead Space 2, that is going to be fantastic. Like, it's it, it would subvert my expectations for it, right? It would be even better if it was like Dead Space 1, but I'm perfectly fine if it's like that. The gameplay-wise, style-wise, everything like that. But from what I've seen from trailers, and especially from this gameplay fra trailer, actual footage of the game, it looks really cool. The other thing that they debuted, uh, well, they, they debuted uh, game footage of was High on Life, which is the guy, Justin Roiland, who is one of the creators of Rick and Morty. That's his game. And they've done a couple of games before. And there's one that's like VR that looks pretty fun. And it got really good reviews. And But I, I'm not a VR person, so I would never would have played it. But they said the humor's there. But like the thing with Justin Roiland is that his voices, they're not much different. He's doing like the South Park thing where he's just like doing it. Because like, I love Solar Opposites, but they're all the same. When he voices people... It's just a voice that comes from Rick and Morty. That's just the way it is. And in this, the gun sounds exactly like somebody, it sounds like Morty from Rick and Morty. Now, it's not bad, uh, but it's just funny that it's just very basic. But the gameplay footage looked like a lot of fun. It looked really ridiculous, really funny, um, and I'm really hoping that it plays well. That's the biggest thing. But looking from for what it did and how it did stuff, now I hope that... It's weird because now that I've been playing on PC more often, I'm kind of more of a PC guy. It's nice to be back and playing on a PC that actually plays shit versus, you know, well, at least for certain types of games. I still love my consoles. I'm not going to lie, but I really feel like that the PC, for at least for the type of game like that, this will fit. So, like, doing Crystal Protocol and that on this would be a lot of fun. Other things, they announced some more. Uh, and the Cluster Pro call, it's got a, re a release date of December 2nd. I think that uh, High on Life is somewhere like later on next year. I want to say that it's going to be coming there. Um, this, oh, actually, it has a December 13th launch. So it's going to be right after the Cluster Protocol. So I don't know how I'm going to fucking play two games at one time. Probably have to wait on one. Uh, you've got Sonic Frontiers. There's some new gameplay that kind of looks more like classic Sonic le levels in the open world. 
Um, I didn't really get to check out a whole lot of that. I saw a couple of the original ones. I was not really impressed, but this is November 8th. Uh, something I got moved to next year, Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, you know, there's a story trailer that was focused on Slytherin. From what I've seen from it, it looks interesting, but some of the combat looks really fucking stupid. But I think that's just the way the world is with all the fucking, like, wizard spell shit. That comes out February 10th. It originally was supposed to be uh, released, I think, this year in, like, November. Now it got pushed to next year. You got Gotham Knights, which looks really terrible uh just from the gameplay footage that i've seen man that's coming out october 21st of this year uh but there was a gameplay trailer that includes harley quinn mr freeze and clayface what sucks about this is it has nothing to do with the arkham series right and i really thought that it was going to continue from that but no this is its own thing its own storyline after bruce quote-unquote has died who knows if he's really dead but we'll we'll have to see what happens with that game you got a new dune game uh, that's an open world survival MMO in the Dune world universe called Dune Awakening. Uh, there's a beta that signups are open right now, so if you want to, you can sign up. The biggest surprise was actually gameplay footage from Dead Island 2, which comes out February 3rd of next year. Which, graphically, it looked really good, and some of the, the gore on it looked really good. I just don't know about the gameplay yet. And the original studio that made Dead Island, they wanted to do Dead Island 2... But they were, I believe, either kicked off the project or it was delayed. And so they went off and made uh, Dying Light instead because of things that they wanted to do with it. And then you have Dying Light 2 from them. And from what I've seen from that, I mean, no, Patrick really likes it. I'm like mixed on it. But supposedly Dead Light Island was a really good game. But if this is a whole new studio, who knows what we're going to expect with it. And we'll see what happens. Uh, and so that uh, they have their, you know, what's going on. There was a big surprise in terms of the asymmetric multiplayer game universe that I am definitely excited for, but I think this is going to be really rough for us to play because you're going to need at least 10 people unless you're going to fill the game with people, but it's Killer Clowns from Outer Space. They're going to release a game based upon that old fucking movie that I absolutely love that is my wife's favorite horror movie of all time. You know, and it, what's funny is, is that she was super into this movie before this current craze, before Universal came in and started like, oh, hey, this is an old IP that people kind of like. Let's start making all these like mazes and stuff out of it. They, Halloween Horror Nights is what brought killer clowns back from the dead. If you don't believe me, go out there and research that shit. But that is what brought it back. It wasn't dead necessarily, but it, what it's what brought it to the current generation of people that they they went through the maze and then they were like, I got to watch the movie after going through this maze because they probably never knew that it existed. The maze was fucking fantastic. It's coming back again this year. So if you're in either Florida or Hollywood, go to Halloween Horror Nights there at Universal Studios because I think they do it right. And the Killer Cloud Maze was a lot of fun when I went through it. Just make sure that you get there early enough to get through the gates, to get in line for the places. And if you can, just buy the Fast Pass. Uh, it, it's so much better for all the mazes and everything. Just because you don't have to wait in like four hour long lines to go through a 15 minute maze. Because they just keep letting the other people go through without stopping them. And not letting the regular people go through. Like, hopefully they've changed that. But again, I guess this is something for somebody that's never been... You know, that's a better way to do it. But I was very excited. But the, the only thing I have, it's it's three versus seven. So three clowns. 
uh, of the killer clown variety going against seven different people that are playing the survivors. And I want to see more gameplay. I want to see if it's more in line with what was done with, with the evil dead game, which looked like a lot of fun, but has a lot of bugs, which I'm still waiting for it to go down in price just so that I can try it. Cause I'd be willing to try it. Uh, that's there. There is a like ghost of Tsushima type game that's coming out. Uh, it's, I believe it's called where it's a where winds meet. Uh, yes, Where Winds Meet is the name of the game, but it's set in medieval China, and it's an open-world RPG that provi- you know, promises greater freedom and player choice than Sucker Punch Blockbuster. But if you play Ghost of Tsushima, man, that game is fucking fantastic. Uh, they did a lot more on Forspoken. I'm kind of iffy about this game in general, just from what you see. Uh, like, supposedly the combo system looks really good, but some of the dialogue stuff they've had has been kind of cringy, but maybe that's just from first cuts, and maybe they'll change some things that that are is different uh there is a game called lies of p which people are they're, they're kind of showing uh oh this is the souls like it's based on pinocchio so it's like this weird like dark souls type game but you're pinocchio and it's just oh man i saw something about it and i'm like do i really need to have a dark pinocchio game that doesn't make any sense from there anywhere but yeah sony unveiled a new dual sense controller which is their version of the pro controller you got a new lords of fallen game that's coming out there's a new tales from the borderlands game that's going to come out in october 21st um there's the dlc for dying light 2 speaking of dying light there's a turn-based pirate game called tortuga a pirate's tale marauders that's an fps set in the alternate 1990s that's going to be here in october there's a new destiny expansion called destiny 2 lightfall and it's supposed to be February 28th of 2023. Goat Simulator 3 got uh, announced here. You know, and that's a game so, like, wacky and silly. And the physics are off the wall in that game. Uh, you got Return to Monkey Island is a sequel to the classic adventure game. Uh, and supposedly it's going to come out in September. There's a new game called Moonbreaker. It's a sci-fi-based turn uh, strategy game that's going to be coming out. Um, game called Friend vs. Friends was a cooperative card game and first-person shooter by Devolver Digital. Which is the same people I think that produced that Cult of Lamb, which I really like. So there is a you know thing that's out there. The gameplay trailers there. Um, Homeworld three, which I didn't even know there's a Homeworld two. Uh, new Genshin Impact, which I've never played. I'm kind of glad about that I haven't played it. I don't know. It just seems weird. Age of Empires four is coming. That's probably going to make Ito really happy. Uh, there is Park Beyond, a park building simulator of big old roller coasters. Those are the type of games I really love. I love Roller Coaster Tycoon back in the day where, you know, you could build your park. And that was built by one dude, which is absolutely fucking crazy. Uh, I love playing that so much. You got Warhammer Dark Tide, which I'm looking forward to because it's a Warhammer 4K, 40K co-op action shooter, which is like Vermintide. Right, if you've ever played Vermintide before, which is not a shooter, but it's a, a melee-based 4v environment type game, um, and you basically it's mostly like you know you take your classes, and you go through it, and you fight all different Skaven and other things from the Warhammer, the fantasy universe, and this looks to be a first-person shooter version of the 40k universe doing the same thing, but. Um, there's supposedly the November 30th is launch date for that. So we'll see how that goes out there. Um, and uh, really after that, there's there's not a whole lot. There's something called Blacktail that looks interesting. That supposedly has a December 15 uh, launch date. But it's an action adventure and archer game about the origins of the Slavic myth of Baba Yaga, which could be a lot of fun. 
Uh, I kind of like all those little things that go out there. So there's some really interesting stuff that's coming out. Oh, the other thing that I did want to talk about that I saw, which was like extended gameplay for it, was System Shock. The remaster of System Shock looks fucking awesome. I love that game. I played a lot of System Shock 2. And what I loved about Six System Shock 2 was that it was like co-op multiplayer that you could play, I think, with up to three or four people. And then you could you could do all the, the RPG shit. But it seems like they're going to do co-op, but it's only going to be like co-op multiplayer possibly with one other person rather than doing up to four people. It would be awesome if it was up to four people because that game, System Shock, scared the living shit out of me. When, it, when you play it, because you start seeing hearing Shodan come from all different directions, and they got the creepy fucking little, little alien dog things that are going around, and the guys get up from the dead. It, it's fucking cool. I loved System Shock so much, which is what Bioshock is its spiritual successor. So if you like Bioshock, it's worth checking out System Shock. I totally would check that out. And I don't know why I'm sitting here recording by myself and I'm looking at the camera like I'm on camera, but I'm not. I'm just sitting here by myself in front of a microphone, in front of a computer, in front of you. So, yep, just a short little episode uh, for everything that we did. So there's some cool games that are coming from GamesCon. Uh, We'll have a full episode next time. We'll make sure to talk about all the fun stuff that's been going on with Patrick, how he's feeling, everything that's going on, and then make sure that we do our football picks along with other little stories and stuff. And we're trying to get some other people also to come onto the show and do some things. Uh, but with that all being said, make sure to check out the podcast on Twitter, IBLT Podcast, email IBLTPodcast at gmail.com. Send us anything, stories, pictures, whatever you want, uh, video articles. We'll play them on the thing as long as it doesn't go against DMCAs, you know, when we do things live. We're also live every week, on, every other week on Twitch, twitch.tv slash IBLT Podcast, or Instagram, IBLT Podcast, use YouTube, it be like that podcast. And then you can find us on platforms such as Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Blueberry, Facebook, Google Play. And uh, yeah, Patrick can be found at Big Solo 64 on Twitter, YouTube Solo 64, Twitch Solo underscore 64, blog Patrick's Thoughts 64.blogspot.com, even though it doesn't really use it anymore. TikTok Solo 64. And then you can check out his other podcasts. Let me show you something Paranormal Pativity, which he needs to do more of. And then supposedly maybe Chafing the Green Dream is going to come back, uh, but we'll have to see. As for me, you can find me out there, Twitter, Tulbert with zeros instead of O's. YouTube, Tulbert with the regular way. Also, Twitter, T underscore, T underscore podcast. That's primarily where I hang out. And then there's a uh, Terrible Terror podcast YouTube channel that you can find out there. Twitch.tv slash Terrible Terrors, where you can check me out Mondays and Thursdays, uh, where I usually play, watch something together. And then the Terrible Terror podcast, the next episode is going to be an episode just for me, because it'll be my birthday. And so I'm doing the Vincent Price Classic the pit and the pendulum which will be released that day so thank you guys very much for watching and we're gonna leave you with oh excuse me me burping in your ear before we leave and uh then we're just gonna go through our good old playlist and it's weird because uh, there's so many songs that i've been listening to lately i have this playlist i think i talked about it before which is all the stuff i put on while i'm playing fall guys with them and just listening to random things i find uh artists not oh, like not artists that i haven't listened to sometimes it's i haven't listened to in a while or songs i haven't listened to in a while people that i really like like it has stone temple pilots on it it's got perfect circle uh rage against the machine pearl jam in flames filter creed which is weird you know for some people sound garden everything like that like it's all on there uh but you know i, I just keep trying to add songs that i think about i haven't listened to this song in a long time and one of the songs that I haven't listened to 
uh, in a long time or quite some time. Uh, it is actually by Filter. And, uh, you know, they made more than after just uh, the Welcome to the Fold album, which is title of record. Uh, it more than just that. But uh, they had a great album called The Amalgamate, which had a great song called Where Do We Go From Here? But this is coming. This is the, the like kind of title track off this record, which was The Sun Comes Out Tonight. And it's Watch the Sun Come Out Tonight. And uh, peace, bitches. Come watch the sun come out tonight. Watch the sun